Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, yesterday we started the show by talking a little bit, at least a little bit about what we knew of some of the drama surrounding the Grammys. The Grammys, by the way, airing this Sunday. Uh, So the timing of this very dramatic behind-the-scenes activity is interesting, to say the least. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer did the morning show. Uh, he'll be doing that until Jason comes back. Holly and I are here with you until Hi. 3 o'clock. Hi. Hi. And Holly, let's kind of get everybody up to date and then dig into what we know now about this behind-the-scenes drama with the Grammys. All right, so the drama began about mm, a couple of weeks ago when the new CEO of the Recording Academy, Deborah Dugan, was forced out of her position as the CEO as after less than five months of being on the job. Mm-hmm. That caused a lot of drama. That was hmm, interesting because the Grammys, their biggest thing that they do the entire year, the Recording Academy, was but mere weeks away. Right. Well, we're learning that there is a lot of drama behind the scenes of the Recording Academy. And we talked a little about a bit about it yesterday here on the Colleen and Bradley show. And now we're getting some of the dirty details. Now, we kind of said yesterday, Colleen, that this was Deborah Dugan trying to change an old school Hollywood organization systemically from the inside out right which it is what it look admittedly is what it looks like from what little we know but also seems to be what they were asking for right was a call for change about how some of the corrupt ways of going about the business of the grammy awards wanting to to kind of take a look at it a hard look at it and make some changes and by all accounts, that's what she was doing. Right. And so this seemed a little bit like a response to not wanting to change. Yes. Now, they said that they fired Deborah Dugan or they put her on administrative leave, so to speak, because of her bullying ways. Her former assistant said that she uh, harassed her and bullied her in that position. And so they were like, oh, OK, well, Deborah Dugan, you're out because of these allegations of misconduct against you. Well, Deborah Dugan fired back yesterday, and she filed a claim with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission accusing the Recording Academy of retaliating against her by drumming up a false pretext to put her on leave. So she's saying that that account of alleged misconduct was just a way to get her out of the position. Mm -hmm. Now, in this allegation, Colleen, she's laying out exactly what the Recording Academy was doing in order to get her out of the position of CEO. And let me tell you, the Grammys, the Recording Academy, Mm, they're not mm, looking good mm. right now. They are not looking good. Now, one of the big allegations to surface in this new claim that former CEO of the Recording Academy, Deborah Dugan, filed with the EEOC is that she is accusing Neil Portno, the former CEO of the Recording Academy, of raping an unnamed recording artist. 
Yeah. And it's and what's really interesting about this is, I mean, that's explosive just right there in and right. of itself. But what's really interesting about this is how she learned about this in yes. the first place, which also leads to some blood on the hands of the Recording Academy. Exactly. The way that she learned about this, uh, that she learned about it from the board. And then there was a lot of mm, things that where she learned about it, which were compromising to her. Also, the fact she is claiming in this uh, new report that Joel Katz, he's a guy who for decades was a key executive at the uh, Recording Academy, also an attorney, mm-hmm. sexually harassed her before she started working for the Recording Academy at a dinner, attempting to woo her, attempting to kiss her, and referred to her as, quote, baby. Oof. Now, note one of the things when Deborah Dugan came into the Recording Academy, in the memo that we talked about yesterday, one of the things that she wanted to do was hire outside attorneys to look over the Recording Academy and not have these insiders like Joel Katz yep. be responsible for the legal issues of the Recording Academy. So she kind of wanted to maybe address some of these yeah. behavioral problems, again, from the inside out. Now, Interestingly enough, they allowed Neil Portno to essentially not have his contract renewed by the Recording Academy. But apparently in this report, she said that she was asked to offer Neil a $750,000 consulting contract. <sighs> you know, so he would still get mm, some side work. Yeah, He wouldn't just leave, even though the Board of Trustees knew about this rape allegation against Neil Portno, they were asking, hey, can you let him have a little consulting gig on the side? It doesn't need to be really public, but he'll be on the payroll. This is what's really, what's so interesting to me about this is how is it that, well, to me, first of all, it sounds like a lot of the Recording Academy trying to cover their tracks. Yeah. At least from her angle. Mm -hmm. But what, Maybe they're not counting on is there are people who can confirm the stories that she's telling right. on the outside right. who have an interest in confirming that. Um, it just, this is messy. This is super messy. So we're talking about all of these things that Deborah Dugan alleges the Recording Academy was doing, and it speaks to what she had already said before or what insiders were speculating that she was trying to clean house from the inside out. Well, now she's laying out exactly why she was trying to do those things. Lots of uh, expensive trips on the company dime that she thought were just outrageous and that maybe they needed to rein in costs. She lays it out right here. Uh, and also, one of the things I think in this complaint about the Recording Academy that should that might be of particular interest to us, just people who watch the Grammys casually once a year when yep. they're on, is she goes into detail about some of the dirty, dirty behind-the-scenes meddling in the Recording Academy in regards to the Grammy Awards. That allows uh, some people to be nominated when perhaps their numbers wouldn't necessarily yeah. indicate that. A little fudging of the numbers. A little uh, quid pro quo. Mm. That's an often know. used term these days. It sure is. Mm-hmm. So let me just read to you, Colleen, some of the allegations in this complaint here against the Grammy Awards. Some board members on this are on secret committees which choose the Grammy nominees and they represent or have relationships with nominated artists. Now, right there, you would say, well, huh, interesting. So, Colleen, 
if you had a relationship with somebody on the mm-hmm. board of trustees, maybe they would nominate you for best right. spoken word album. Mm-hmm. You know, doing you a little solid there. Here's another allegation that the board uses these committees as an opportunity to push forward artists with whom they have relationships. Oh, okay. Here's some more, Colleen, that the board also manipulates the nomination process to ensure that certain songs or albums are nominated when the producer of the Grammys wants a particular song performed during the telecast. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we really want mm, ex-hot artist. I suppose maybe somebody like, I don't know, who, whoever is performing this year, whoever right. has had a hot year. Well, we want them to be on the telecast because we want eyes on our telecast. So maybe we'll throw them a few Grammy nominations that they otherwise wouldn't receive. Right. Also in these allegations that the board also manipulates the Grammy nominations process to ensure that uh, artists and for nominations who didn't even make the top 20 artists list. So that being said, the way there's a lot of little details about how right. the Recording Academy gathers the data to issue Grammy nominations. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a little fudging in that. Maybe they didn't make the cut. Well, maybe we can have somebody put in a good word for you. And that's exactly allegedly what happened last year, Colleen, because in the 2019 song of the year category, that goes to the songwriters of a particular song. Apparently, the board selected artists who are under consideration for a nomination to sit on the committee that is voting for the category for which that has been nominated. So as a result, an artist who ranked 18 out of 20, on their list, right, ended up with a nomination over Ed Sheeran and Ariana Grande. Yeah, see, that's so, kind of big stuff. Yeah, it just it, now here's what well, I, the part that I am questioning is the timing, and maybe it has nothing to do with anything, but the timing of her administrative leave. Yeah, I'm wondering how this is going to be dealt with on the Grammys because in years past. There is a moment where the CEO of the Recording Academy comes out and says a couple words, right? Right. Neil Portno, that's the only way I could have recognized him to point him out of a crowd, is from that one moment on the Grammys. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's a big moment, but it's certainly not going to happen. And I'm curious how they're going to address or if they're going to be somehow addressing anything about the management of the Academy. Because that's actually standard in award shows, right? Some member of the nominating um, entity shows up or the auditor or something like that. We see the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association on stage at the Golden Globes. We saw her there a couple of weeks ago. It's the person you don't care about. It is the person you don't care about. Now, what I will say, Colleen, is that they have an interim CEO that person guaranteed probably going to walk out on stage on the Grammys and address this. Now, the Recording Academy has been very aggressive in the way that they've been handling Deborah Dugan. They're saying that she tried to extort money from the Recording Academy. Right. So that's what they're accusing her of. Right. But in light of this new document. Well, they better come up with the receipts. Right. Now, also, I do want to just add uh, and that this did not come from me. Okay. Oh, okay. But when I was trying to tell Donna a little bit about this during the Donna and Steve show today, Uh she, she, without my say so, 
gave me the I think it's a conspiracy theory face. What? No, she thinks that the allegations. She thinks that a lot of the the, the timing of this hullabaloo has everything to do with getting eyeballs on the Grammy Awards. Okay, Ble- bless her heart, Donna Valentine. No, and it's not <laughs> normal that we would tiptoe backwards from a conspiracy theory on yeah. the Colleen and Bradley show. Because we love a good conspiracy theory. We certainly theory. do. We even put it on a t-shirt Thank at the you. State Fair. However... This does not fall into the category of conspiracy. This kind of documentation filed with an official government organization, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, that does not speak conspiracy to me. The conspiracy in all of this is the Recording Academy wanting to oust Deborah Dugan because she was trying to address changes within the system of the Recording Academy. The old guard didn't like it. Yeah. She even called them an old boys club. Yep. And they kicked her out. There's definitely a conspiracy in there. It's not the obvious one. It's not obvious. obvious. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, do we have Elizabeth Reese back today? Yes. Ta-da. Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese has arrived. She's brought some very much dirt. Tons of dirt. Hi, friends. Hello, Hi. Elizabeth. Happy Wednesday, Colleen and Holly. It's nice to be with you today. And also with you. All right. Um, how are you guys feeling about this Jessica Simpson memoir that's going to be coming okay, out? Tell us about this because mm-hmm. we did a little talking off the air about this. Yeah. We do not have this scheduled to be spoken of on our show, but I'm I'm very curious about it and I'm very... Yes, tell us more. So it's coming out um, soon here and it's called Open Book and she did an excerpt with people magazine and she's on the cover of people magazine and she's talking about a few really um pivotal moments in her life including being sexually abused as a child and she says that this happened when she would spend the night at um some close family friend's house and she would sleep with another girl mm-hmm. and that that like you do when you have like families that get together oh, yeah. you know the kids will all share bedrooms oh, for sure that kind mm-hmm. of thing. do like bunk up or bunk yeah. up with the cousins or yeah. whatever we always did that um but this sleeping situation was not good for her because she says that um it resulted in sexual abuse from this other girl for many years mm. until finally she was 12 years old and she said something when they were driving and she says that she told um her parents and this took this was for six years, and she um, said that she, her mother then slapped her father's arm. And yet, all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
child, I told you something was happening. Mm. Oh my gosh. And Jessica Simpson revealed that they never stayed at my parents' friend's house again, but we also didn't talk about what I had said. And then, you know, she, of course, has this career going on and, you know, she's been very open and up and down about her weight. Also, P.S., her father was her manager. Right. Yes. So then also the person who didn't address the thing, the bad thing that happened to her is also responsible for her career and pushing her out into the public eye. Sorry. 100%. She said she dealt with a lot of anxiety and scrutiny over her weight, which began as a teenager. She said on my 17th birthday... I flew to New York for meetings with record labels. I sang Amazing Grace for Tommy Mottola at Columbia, and he wanted to sign me. And then he said, you've got to lose 15 pounds, is what he said to her as a 17-year-old. Gross. Gross. At 118 pounds, I mean, she's very short. She's like 5'1". At 118 pounds, Jessica Simpson says she immediately went on an extremely strict diet and started taking diet pills. Mm. She says, which she did then for the next 20 years. Well, remember when this was like the mid 2000s where Jessica Simpson's diet journeys, if we're going to call them that, were definitely tabloid fodder, particularly when she wasn't the star of the Dukes of Hazzard. And she she, was wearing the Daisy Dukes. Yeah, and she was totally objectified in that way. It just breaks my heart. And she talks so much about getting into those shorts. Yeah. And what that was all yeah. about. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds you of that moment when Oprah yes. pulled the wagon of the fat out. Yeah. Yep. And she said that she had hit that weight, which whatever the weight was, 145 or yeah. something like that. And that that appearance on that show was the only time she was at that weight yeah. because it was so unsustainable Yeah, um, that she just there was no way she was going to be able to maintain that. Yeah. And that's kind of what you think about with like this Daisy Duke Right. Situation. That was, yeah, the Daisy Duke moment. Uh, mm-hmm. She said she quit drinking and got completely sober in 2017. So November of 2017. Now, you know what I think is so interesting about this? Because this is one of the things we were talking about off the air was the the lead up to that. Do you remember? I mean, there was a period of time where we saw so many tabloid photo- photographs of her being escorted out of parties, yes. not able to walk. We saw her on interviews sound slurring her speech mm-hmm. and lots of people making speculating a lot about that so this is interesting to kind of have the uh i don't want to say the end of the story but this this piece of information as part of her journey well, definitely now. a different perspective for right. sure she of course um did the show newlyweds with her three her husband nick lachey three years that they were married you know, and now, of course, when you look back, you're like, they were never going to stay together. Uh-uh. Yeah, but I know that that just my heart to say that. I know. Watch that show, though, guys. And I say this to you. I think this is a good reality show to watch just occasionally. You can find the original. I used to I could find it on YouTube. I'm sure you still yep, can. I'm sure you can. And watch how long they let a scene run. Oh, yeah. Holly. It's so different I now. Mean, uh-huh. Can you even believe it? How it's so snippeted and cut and cut and cut. They would just like let back in the early days of reality TV. They would just set up the camera. Cameras, yeah, and just let it roll. Because and back then we were fine with just actually seeing reality. reality. When you watch those shows from that time period, the early 2000s, Newlyweds, the Osbournes, the Anna Nicole show, mm-hmm. there is a rawness about that reality TV mm-hmm. that no longer exists today. You're totally well, right. Well, there's also a, a, a little bit of reality in there. You know, you 
you did you did not get the impression as you do now that scenes are being recreated and rewritten for the show. Yes. This really did feel like leave the cameras rolling yes. and these people will perform for you. And that's what they did. And they did, yeah. They totally did. So Jessica Simpson, along with the audiobook that she narrated, is releasing six new songs that tell her story. I'm so curious about this. When does the book come out? Uh, I can't find it. I, I mean, I don't typically read out. anything that's not assigned to me right now, sadly, but I would I will read this book. It just keeps saying upcoming publication. Okay, well, I upcoming can't publication is what I'm seeing everywhere. But it uh, just the story. Well, hurry up. Come on, publish. It's really <laughs> interesting. Uh, Meghan Markle is so happy starting new amid the royal family drama oh. is what Us Weekly is reporting no, And it's today. so nice that she let us get some insight into mm. how happy she is smiling on her walk. walk. Walking her dogs, <laughs> grinning ear to ear. So we know that she's happy. She We've is seen very it. happy. Yeah. Their yeah. very eyes. Uh-huh. Now that they're residing in Canada with their eight-month-old son, uh, she's happy and so is Harry. He's really excited about this new chapter in their lives. You know, I, I, I this is what I will say. I did get mad yesterday, Elizabeth, because I got a notification on my phone at 4 a.m. that Harry was now in Canada with her. I thought, this is not information I need right now. <laughs> um, but fine, I get it. People mm-hmm. are thirsty. They need, yep. you know, to quench that. Different uh, but, time zones. Yes, exactly. But but I will say this. I, I will be interested to see how this plays out. 100%. And, and trust me, it will be a show. I mean, we will be watching a show happen. It's fascinating. And yeah. it's not going to be newlywed style. Thank that's you. For sure. That that's, is for sure. That is the truth. Nice tie in there, Elizabeth Holly. Thank Reese, you. thank you for this lovely dirt alert. When we come back, we need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You want a prize? My Talk 107. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. Get them all right and win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, did the morning show. He's not with us today. Uh, Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hey, girl. And now let's get to that 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who is on the phone today, Colleen? Thank you for asking. We have Carrie on the line. And what is Carrie playing for? She's playing for a fabulous My Talk 1071 t shirt. Why are we talking like this? I don't know. <laughs> all right, fine. Uh, all right, Carrie, you know how this goes. The timer will begin after I ask you the first question Are you ready? I am ready. All right, Carrie. Who is the mascot for Planters Peanuts? Mr. Peanut. Dave Matthews was born in what country? South Africa. Cuba Gooding Jr. won his Oscar for his performance in what movie? Uh, Jerry Maguire. The Simpsons live in what town? Springfield. Taylor Swift co-wrote a song with Andrew Lloyd Webber for what movie musical? Cats. Carrie! (laughs) (laughs) 30-second pop culture challenge. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for playing. You are all set. Watch out for that t-shirt. It's coming at you. Uh, and if Yeah, congratulations to Carrie. And if you didn't get an opportunity today to play the 30-second pop culture challenge, you don't need to cry about it. 
Don't worry, because we do it every day at 1230. We got Just keep trying. Just keep trying. We got t-shirts for days. And now uh, that we've played that game, Donna Valentine has entered the studio because she will be joining us in the playing, not it's not even a game, in uh, solving some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Presenting Lord and Lady. That's not cracks. <laughs> That's fun. I kind of felt like she was calling us D bags. Oh well, it kind of did. <gasps> Rude. You are not D bags. Thank you. Not D bags. All right, Holly, lay it on us. Here's your first celebrity gossip okay. mystery to solve. This former A list tweener actor from a television franchise turned A minus slash B plus list adult actor is back on drugs. Oh, I blame the Svengali. Okay. Okay. All right. A-list tweener actor from TV a franchise. franchise. Yes, a TV franchise. So a TV franchise. Uh huh. A franchise, if yeah. you will. But now A minus list, B list, adult actor. Correct. Oh, A minus list. Was this a Disney person? Human. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. 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 Colleen. Good. Thank you. Yes. Good detective work. Um, Disney person. And, but just acting, not oh. singing ever. Wow. They 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 Ooh. sang in the franchise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, oh, but they most did. are act, mostly actors. Mostly acting. Mostly acting. I don't think this person has ever released any albums. Okay. 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 They're talented. Okay. Okay. So A li- A minus list B actor. That's pretty good. I know that's yes. Big. Now they're back on drugs, according to this. So we blind know item. that they've been on drugs. Yes. Is this a male? Yes. Oh, it is a male. It I'm, is a male. Okay, that's gonna actually open this up a little bit more for me because I was focusing on females. Okay. No. Uh, can I ask some questions? Uh, Please do. We yeah, you're allowed. You're okay. allowed. So I'm wondering, did uh, was Shia LaBeouf ever an? Uh, Disney person? Yes, he was. He was a star that of is Even my Stevens. That's it. Uh, <laughs> that was a good guess. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It was nice, but it was wrong. But it's incorrect. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, come on. I really should come know on. this. It's yeah, right really part of my face, know. right? It's so obvious. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. Here's a hint. Johnny Depp. Just kidding. That was that. <laughs> okay. Here's Does this person a- make a porn? I don't think so. Okay. Mm, good question, but that's a really yeah. solid question. <laughs> What's the hint? The hint is that this person has had some recent health issues. Oh. And they shared their health issues on social media. Although it was rather vague what was really going on. Oh, it's so obvious. No, it's not obvious. Yeah. Mm. Come on, Colin. And because all I can think of is, a, is women right oh, now. I'm thinking of Britney. Yeah, it's very no. frustrating. Oh, uh, gosh. Okay, so we're failing. I'm going to look at my man wall. What was this really person quick. in? I'm not going to tell like you. Like a movie. Give me a movie or a TV show or nothing. Okay. Because it will be too obvious. I want you to guess. Now, here's the thing mm-hmm. we talked about this person at the end of the year because they had to cancel. The filming of their upcoming TV show because they got sick. But all is well. Oh, God. All is well with this person. They want you to know. It's ringing a bell a little. This person is into the world of fitness. They have their own YouTube channel. No, 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 Zach Efron. No, no, no. I didn't want that. I didn't want that. And that's why I had a blind spot because I, oh, Zach, honey. 
Okay, can you read the blind item? The answers. So Zach Efron, oh, I get it. According now. to NT lawyer, mm. is back on drugs. NT lawyer blaming the Svengali being Mohammed Al Turkey, yeah, mm. who is a friend of celebrities around the world. He likes mm. to get him on drugs. He likes to get him on drugs. Now, what I was referring to at the end of last year was a post that Zac Efron mm-hmm. shared on December 29th with the following. He said, very thankful to everyone who has reached out. Right. I mm. did get sick in Papua New Guinea, but yes. I bounced back quick and finished an amazing three weeks in Papua New Guinea. I'm home for the holidays with my friends and family. Thanks for all the love and concern. See you in 2020. Yeah. Now, Shoot. He didn't really say what, what happened. He, yeah. Then there were rumors that he caught some kind of bug. Yeah. Virus or something. Yeah. But... Those were unsubstantiated rumors. Right. Coming out of thin air. And this is all, you know, the reason, yes, because he's doing a Quibi show. Uh, Called, like, Somebody Killed Zach Killing Efron. Killing Zach Efron. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh. and it looks like there's another demon out to get him. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm really sad. Okay, fine. I'm sad, I was in denial about that one. It's okay, Colin. Thank you. I know how you feel. That's so sad. Here's another. Is it going to be sad? Is it a sad one? No, it's not a sad one. The streaming giant just reported that last year it blew through the largest mountain of cash in the company's history. Of course, they said that this year would finally be when they burned through about only 75% of that amount. Two years ago, they said the same thing and they were wrong. Meanwhile, they finally had to admit what I told you years ago, that the viewership numbers they report are total crap. Mm-hmm. The government regulators must have taken notice and made them do that. Mm-hmm. Would that be Netflix? Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, fill in the blank. Yeah, so Netflix, they burned through billions of dollars last year. Which does not surprise because sit and think about how on earth they make the money that they make on subscriptions. Well, we don't yeah, know. We, we right? don't That's what know I'm where saying. All the money comes from to get That's all that programming. Well, mm. this year they said they're only going to spend about 75% of their budget, but they said that two years ago, and ha-ha, look where we are in 2020. Meanwhile, Netflix had to finally admit what NT Lawyer said years ago, that Netflix viewership numbers are crap, mm-hmm. and apparently government regulators must have taken notice and made Netflix do that. So I'm thinking that meant those movie ratings that they came out with late Uh last year saying that Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston movie was the most watched Netflix movie of the year. Did anybody believe that? And does anyone remember the name of the movie? (sighs) No, no scary place. No, they're in. What's it called again? Murder town. Something murder town. They're in the Amalfi coast. I don't know. Apparently, remember. it's See? pretty to look at. So, right. who's right. watching it? Nobody. Not Nobody. us. Mm-hmm. Damn. All right. Do we have time for a short one? Is okay. there a short one? Yeah. Okay, good. It's not happy, though. Sorry. Oh, okay. It's not happy. All right, fine. This A-list singer-slash-bad actress is in big trouble. She can't go on much longer than this without rehab. There was talk of a surprise performance this weekend. Mm. But one look at her and even being an attendee is a long shot. Is this Selena Gomez? Oh, and maybe no. a surprise performance at the Grammys. Yeah. But oh. that's not going to happen. There were talks about Selena Gomez doing a surprise performance at the Grammys. However, 
one look at her and even being an attendee at the Grammys is out of the cards for Selena Gomez I, at this know, point. You know, this is making me very sad because... I don't want to make you sad. Well, it's not your fault. It's, the, it's, it's entertainment's fault. Because when you take a step back and you think about... We've talked about two... Disney, Disney celebrities yes, and they're yes. not alone by any stretch. And if you, you know, sort of widen the scope and, and really look at, I just, it's hard for me to, uh, it's hard for me to understand why anybody would do that to their own children. I, you know, at, at, it, it's such a huge cost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. allow them to do that for a career when it sounds like a big break, yeah. but when you look ahead, it does not look good. Right. Ugh. Right. Oh, Coco. I'll be all right. I'll hug you. Thanks. Okay. Uh, when we come back, Holly and I uh, spent some time this morning watching a show that so many people are recommending on Netflix. It's called Cheer. Oh, we talked about that today. Did you? Yes. Have you watched Ke- it? Uh, Kelly Hansen is obsessed. Uh, I'm going to watch it today. Okay, so many people are obsessed with it. Find out if Holly and I Ooh. will be added to that list after this on My Talk 107.1. 37 degrees, you guys. Put your shorts on. Pew, 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 pew. Get out there with your foil and like try to get some sun rays. Okay, there's clouds. Forget no, it. But you know what? It's tropical. <laughs> Celebrate. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, did the morning show this morning, and he will do so uh, until Jason comes back. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yeah. And we um I think independently, or at least you mentioned you were going to do it, and I said, oh, I, that show has been recommended to me. The TV show Cheer, the Netflix show Cheer, it's a docu-series about a cheerleading team. A lot of people have told us to watch it, and I thought, okay, well, if you're going to watch it, I'll watch it, okay. and then we can compare notes. Yeah. So I carved out a little time this morning. I was, I'll be honest, I was doing other things and watching at the same time. Me too. But I was, I was attuned enough to it. To know what was going on. It is uh, a docu-series, like I said, about a cheerleading team. And when I say a cheerleading team, I mean a competitive cheerleading team at a junior college in Texas. And this team is like the elite of the elite. They are award-winning. Um, and and so this is a docu-series profiling this team. And from what I had heard... It will capture you, and you will want to do nothing but binge it. Yes, that's what I heard. People were so attached to this docu-series mm-hmm. on Netflix. Everyone, and by everyone I mean people on the internet, some people around the office, right, saying, oh my god, you have to watch Cheer. You are going to be obsessed, and you're going to watch the whole thing in one sitting. You're going to get so attached to the people in the documentary. Mm-hmm. You're going to love their story. It's going to be so inspirational. You're just going to be crying by the end of it. So, Holly, you're here now. I am uh, here now. So, did, did, it, did you binge the whole thing in one sitting? <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't. Because Neither did I. We watched it this morning, Colleen. And, yeah. You know, time is the way that time is. Yes. I watched the first episode okay. of Cheer. And I did too. Yeah. What did you think, Nutshell? Uh, it, it's a docu-series about a cheer team. I'm wondering. It is a docu-series about a cheer team. I'm wondering if we did it wrong. 
I think we did do it wrong. Because everybody says you it's going to get you like right off the bat. You're going to uh-huh. love it. All you're going to want to do is watch it. And I didn't have that experience. I didn't either. Not even I a feel, little bit. I feel so bad that I, I did didn't. Too. It, because this is one of those shows, Cheer on Netflix, that gets this cultural momentum behind it. Everyone becomes obsessed with it, and everyone has these really positive feelings about it. Right. I watched the first episode, and I don't have those feelings, and I don't even know if I'm going to bother finishing the season of Cheer that is posted on Netflix right now. I think I'm going to watch at least another episode, because I want to know... Here's the thing, and I because I said this the other day, and i got to put my money where my mouth is. We are too quick to write shows off. We're too quick to say, this didn't grab me right away, so i got to walk away. The first episode of any show is a setup. And so I have to acknowledge that and think, okay, maybe there's more, and I need to give it... Who is it? Is it Alexis that gives things a three-episode rule? Yes, she does a three-episode taste test. And if Alexis from Jason and Alexis is not caught... By the excitement of a show, she will ditch it. Yeah. And I think that that's what I, I don't know if I'm willing to go three, but I'm willing to go two um, because it is an hour long. I did appreciate the begin, the little seeds that they planted about the stories of some of the people mm-hmm. on this cheer team. Clearly. And I listen, I am a sucker for a redemption story. Right. So there were a couple of the members of this cheer squad who kind of talked about the, the life that they were coming from that maybe they hadn't planned to go to college mm-hmm. or they really didn't even finish high school. And that, th- that being invited to be on this elite team and be a part of, of this experience was so meaningful for them in terms of how they were able to really see a future for themselves. One girl said, I didn't never think I'd go to college. Right. Right. And she says that explicitly. I think that's Lexi. Yeah. And she talks about coming from socioeconomic circumstances where she would normally not have access to being on a cheer squad. She right. said she got scholarships because she was so good at yeah. it. She faced a lot of criticism from her peers because they looked down upon her for being that scholarship kid. I So I get where the show is coming from. It's a microcosm of the way we live now. And right. I say that in all capital letters as a proper concept being this is a microcosm of American life right now. Right. You have all of these different things coming together. This is the Navarro College, a small town in Texas, mm-hmm. brings all of these kids. And they say that a lot of these kids c- come from big city backgrounds. Maybe they didn't expect to go to college. Maybe they came from circumstances where there is a lot of doubt placed into mm-hmm. them, but they're rising above their circumstances and coming together. They have Monica, the coach, who gave up her big dreams of being on Wall Street, a big corporate executive, in order to have a family. And then she found her way into this cheer competition thing to Circuit. be a coach. Yes. And now she's meant, I like, I get intellectually. It's cool. I it's see, cool. I see, I see the characters. Yes, and I you see know, it. And listen, as somebody who has in my life taken part in a... Uh, I would call what I did in art, dance, modern dance specifically, that people don't typically understand and don't think much about. Which Cheer does. It sets it up in that first episode, explaining the difference between maybe the concept of a cheerleader that you grew up with versus the athletics 
right of cheer competition because no doubt these people are top athletes are top athletes it's unbelievable uh-huh. and so i can appreciate that part of the storytelling as well where it's shedding a light on something that people might not really understand a lot about or think they know something about, but they really don't. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that. I'm waiting for it all to gel together for me. I'm waiting to have that moment where I go, okay, yep, I got to keep going. I got to keep binging. Because we did just get an email uh, from a listener who said, I love it. I highly recommend it for your next binge. So clearly it's caught the zeitgeist somehow. And I want to understand more why and so i'm going to keep watching but but based on the first episode and i'm hoping that there are some people who watched episode one that are going yeah i didn't get it either but maybe i will go back and give it another shot we did get a tweet from panda and she said you have to get to episode two and three of cheer to really get emotionally involved she said two got me in the mood so i think that we need to give it the old alexis thompson three Three episode episode. taste test all right so you know what our final judgment how about this check in again tomorrow yeah each of us will have watched at least one more episode. We'll let you know if we're hooked yet. Now, when we come back, what are you streaming right now? Why should we add it to our list? Call us. 651-641-1071 on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.